Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And I'm jumping around. And we now return to Meter and the Coach. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original. 1037 WEI. Well, good morning, everybody. How are you on this Sunday morning? The real question is, how is one, I don't know, Mac Jones? How is one Bill Belichick? How is one uh, Christian Gonzalez, Matthew Judon, uh, Bill O'Brien? The list is long for the New England Patriots. I think Tim and I sat here in August thinking, boy, week five with New Orleans, that might not be a must win. Well, you know what? It is. There's no question. I know you've listened all week. You listen to WEI all week. You probably heard it. You're probably sick of it. But I think, Tim, this is the first time in 23 years that a week five is really, really important for the New England Patriots. So that was the first year of one Bill Belichick when the Patriots were terrible. This team is bad. But maybe they can find something today to beat the Saints and then keep their season alive. Well, good morning to you, Meter. Happy Sunday or whatever day it is. Uh, you know, every day Sunday during football season because we—that's all we do around here is talk football, football, football. But, but you know what? I think you've swung me over. I think you finally have done it. Uh, <laughs> it's taken a while. I've it just—it's been NFL, NFL, NFL ever since I left uh, a couple programs back in the day that I used to work at and had college football. But I think college football is much better than the NFL right now. It's just yesterday. Some of those games, uh, just really right to the Oklahoma-Texas game. And, you know, I, I don't want to start off being negative. I really don't. And so you want to talk Saints, Pats, at whatever time it is this morning. I know you love to tell the time, 7.02 or whatever it is. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'd rather just, you know, let's dive into some feel-good stuff. I mean, you can you can talk Pats, I guess. Pats face. You know, uh, it's – uh. It really got me up this morning thinking about Pat Saints. Listen, your football team stinks. You know, they have no direction. It's been a slow death, you know, starting with even before Tom Brady, uh, even before Tom Brady was released uh, to the rest of the NFL to say, who do you want to go to? Who has weapons? Uh, this was a slow death. I mean, they, they started uh, not signing players before Tom Brady even left. And then it just continued, yep. continued, continued. And you have to change with the times. 
you have to, you know, it's just like I was at the Boston Celtics practice yesterday and they take threes or dunks. You know, that's today's NBA. You better have guys, four or five guys out on the floor that can shoot threes and make threes. If, or if not, you're going to lose. And um, that's the thing with the NFL. You've got to have speed. You've got to have people that on the offensive side that can make plays, playmakers, you know, but would you do this week? You went out and signed another defensive player while the Dolphins got another weapon uh, on offense. I mean, you continue just to ignore what's really, I mean, the numbers just jump out at you that you know, oh, the number of points they score. It's just, I don't know how you can ignore it. I mean, it's, you know, we criticize and we analyze, but they're football people. I can't believe that they look at that and, and say, you know, I'm sure it's, it's the coach, and, and no one will stand up to him. And the offensive coordinator is really to- – I told you, you know, what my Alabama people said about him. You know, he's nothing special. He's kind of caught in the, in the old days, too, with some of his schemes. And he's probably limited because of the talent that he ha- talent he has. And I'm sure he's got one eye on the Michigan State job so he can get the hell out of this, you know, <laughs> slow death job he's in because there's no – I mean, really, I've heard his name at Michigan State, Bill O'Brien. And who wouldn't want Michigan State, you know, for $10 million a year rather than sit here and have to, you know, answer questions about Mac Jones every week. I mean, it's uh, so, you know, it's just the way it is. And today the defense for New Orleans, it's going to be, you know, I'm not setting my clock to watch it. That's for sure. If the sun's even peeking out a minute, we'll, we'll watch the highlights later because this will be a boring boring game you know bad, bad offense with the saints bad offense with the pats good defense it'll be handoffs checkdowns screen passes you know and i just don't get the quarterback either i mean he's he's not getting better he's no he's, getting he's, worse. he's regressing he's regressing he's, I he had that he had the happy feet last week and we've talked about that that's the that's the death knell of a quarterback you know if he's got you know good playing against a good defense and he's sped up and he's not mobile uh, he's making plays that are really out of his character. I mean, you saw it on the pick six. You know, he had, I believe he had uh, Hunter Henry wide open in the middle of the field, just wide open. No one even near him, and he throws across the field for the pick six. So, sorry to interrupt and start your day poorly, but I was into college football yesterday, including your game. Uh, didn't saw a little bit of it through the through the rain, but uh, good win for your Eagles. You know, must well, that was a must win. It was. <laughs> For your team, but uh, just really good football all, all the way through yesterday, you know, ending with the three overtime game, the USC and Arizona, uh, you know, Notre Dame and Louisville last night, you know, just good stuff all the way through. We had Sean McDonough on the call in the Georgia game. That was great. Uh, so just really good football. The weather stinks. We all know it, but we, at least on Saturdays, we have football to watch. Let me tell you something, Tim, I like, and I'm not a big weather guy, but I I will. I'm here to tell you that the rain I experienced yesterday in West Point, New York, was the worst I've ever seen in my in my many years calling BC football. That was the worst. Like it was, you couldn't see a thing at the end of the second half. Our sideline guy Scott Mutchin likened it to just it. Literally, the skies just opened and it didn't stop. And God love the fans and the cadets that were in the stands. The few that were there. A uh, heck of a game. BC showed me some heart that I hadn't seen. Uh, it was a, you're right. I mean, you know, on the surface, it's BC Army, a game they should definitely win, but they were underdogs. BC was an underdog for the first time ever against the military academy. And they won the game. Well, yeah, Army's very well coached. We all know that. So it's, 
it's uh, it was a shame actually. We had some family friends that we took a boys trip down from East Greenwich, Rhode Island to go view that game yesterday. Hopefully they were in a box, oh. but I, I'm sure <laughs> they had the best of days. But yeah, we'll dive into a few other things moving on, uh, including today's game, obviously, and today some of the other games. But also want to touch on the Celtics because we did uh, spend about three hours up there at uh, the practice facility yesterday watching practice, talking to Joe Missoula, talking to Brad Stevens, and and watching their full practice uh, in preparation for tonight's first game against the Sixers, an exhibition game. But the first game where you'll see the new lineup and uh, some of the guys that you're used to seeing won't be there tonight. It'll be kind of a different look for sure. And I also want to dive back into the, you know, I know it's a week later, but just we talked to Billy Andre last Sunday, the Ryder cup and just, just the whole premise of how we approach the Ryder cup and, and what's going on with that, because that still has a bad taste in my mouth of what, you know, I, the Europeans, to be honest with you, are much more likable than the Americans after watching that, you know, I know, you know, we have to be, we have to be uh, loyal to our country and the flag and we all are, and we want the USA to win in, 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 the Ryder Cup and basketball and the Olympics, everything else went like that. But just some of the behavior, just it's really, it's not something that draws your attention to them and says, oh, well, we really want them to win. We really, we're pulling for them. Just some, some of their attitudes out there. I think basically the USA team spoiled. You know, put it in a nutshell. We're totally. spoiled. We're spoiled and the European team wants to win for each other. That's what it comes down to. It's, as Billy said, it's like, and you said they're they're an unlikable group. A lot of that's because they're one man corporations. It's it's Scotty Scheffler Inc. It's Brooks Kepke Inc. It's everybody's just you know just playing not playing out the string out there and just whistling by the graveyard. Okay, you know that's our country, but hey, we tried and maybe we were sick and maybe we weren't and maybe something ran through the team. Maybe they had a stomach bug. Who knows? It comes. That's I mean we rip we would rip anybody whether it's an NBA player or whether it's you know, a, a guy that can't make a start in baseball. Oh, you know, he's got a little stomach virus. Go out there and suck it up. And I know we've all had stomach viruses before. We're also all not professional athletes. A lot of them can dig down deep and find it, even if they've they're been up all night. I mean, Michael Jordan's, of course, the greatest example. You probably never see that again, what he did against Utah. But those type of situations, those are the guys that you need to have on your team that could find it and actually go out there and stop making excuses and planting little seeds that, oh, we're sick. Something ran through us. That's why we're not playing well. Forget it. You got beaten. You got beaten soundly. Take your medicine and move on and figure out what the chemistry issue is. And speaking of chemistry, I love the fact that you were at the Celtics yesterday. You sent me an amazing pick. That was a good pick. Uh, I know Joe Mazzula probably gave you some minutes. I want to get into that. But you know, the chemistry issue, Tim, with this team, and Paul Pierce has been around the team more. That's a narrative now around the Celtics. Paul Pierce is going to be more involved, which is good, fine. Uh, but how does it mesh quickly for this team? Now that Drew Holiday is there, we got up the air yesterday, and that trade happened, uh, you know, an hour later. Uh, certainly Brad Stevens is a gambler, and I love it. But what does that mean for a chemistry perspective now that Holiday is there and Porzingis is there, or, or do we just overrate that? No, I think the chemistry is, is better. I think you're going to see a, a more fluid offense. And and I'm not saying Drew Holiday is a better player than Malcolm Brogdon, Brogdon or Marcus Smart. And he might be. I mean, I don't look at it that way. And I don't think Brad Stevens does it either. Uh, I talked to him a little bit about 
yesterday, as far as in my perspective, I like what he does because how he puts together and makes his moves as a general manager, president, uh, and his trades and his free agent signings and his draft picks are from a coaching perspective. He's, he, he sees things differently. It's not about analytics. I mean, he uses the analytics. We all know that. Mike Zarin's terrific with that. Yep. But, it, you know, it's a combination meter, as we've seen just even with some of the baseball guys, a combination of an analytics, but also feel for how to put you know, a team together, what pieces fit. And that's what he talked about to me yesterday as far as Holiday, what, what pieces fit. So I think you're going to see, you know, Drew Holiday is a guy, he's not an electric scorer. He's not a great, great shooter. But you know what? He can make shots. He can make plays. And he's not going to go hunt shots. And that's important because that's what Marcus Smart did. He went and hunted threes, and he wasn't a good shooter. He's just an average shooter, a little bit below average. But the problem he was below average is because he took a lot of bad shots. And I don't think you're going to see Drew Holiday take bad shots or Porzingis. He's another guy that is very skilled offensively. He know he's going to know his role. We know the pecking order is set, and he's going to be the, in the big three. But Holiday's going to be there too. So the teams are not going to be able to overload up on Jason Tatum or or uh, Jalen Brown because there's other people out there that can go make plays. And you know, watching them yesterday, they've got the super six basically. You know, when hmm. they, you say, who's their starting lineup, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you have Al Horford, you have, you have Brown. And Tatum and Holiday, and then of course you've got uh, Derek White, and uh, you've got Porzingis and Al Horford. Those are the six. They ran together pretty much all day yesterday, and that was good to see. And they kind of no egos there. I mean, Al Horford doesn't care at his age if he's starting. Porzingis doesn't care. They're going to mix and match guys, and I think they'll be able to manage the minutes. But yep. beyond the thing that they have to be concerned about is definitely for, for health. It's because we know Porzingis has had some health issues in the past. Al's age, you're going to have to manage his minutes. Uh, and so they're going to have to have a little help from beyond the Super 6. And then where they're going to get that, that's the question. And I think it'll be different people every night. But I think you're also going to see this throughout the season. They're going to have to manage that a little bit more than they have in the past. Where Tatum wants to play all the time, they're going to have to manage that. They're going to have to manage his minutes. So you're going to see them some night, probably go through some stretches where they have maybe lose three out of four. You say, oh, well, what's going on? Well, I think they're going to have to manage the season and then be ready for the playoffs. And I think that's probably what their mindset is because of the fact that, you know, last year they had seven. You know, you're talking about Brogdon, Williams, and Smart along with everyone else. But now they only have six, you know, where the cut line is as far as guys that are going to go out there and play major minutes. So now who's going to help them? You know, I think Pritchard can, O'Shea Brissett can. Uh, you, you got Steve, Steve McKayluk, uh, he can as well. Uh, and I also think you're going to see Hauser come in a little bit and just kind of be that guy who's a, a weapon on the outside. So it would be interesting to see how it all comes together. But I do like the backcourt of White and Holiday a lot. I think you should. I mean, I look at it as, you know, I think Holiday's a better player. I think what they gave up. Holiday's better. That's the way I look at it. And I didn't really realize I knew Holiday was a good defensive player. I never realized that he was a five-time defensive uh, NBA guy. Uh, and that's, you know, obviously an underrated aspect. We all look at offense. But what he can do defensively to keep them on the same page is very important. I, I just I, I keep hearing Peyton Pritchard and a lot of Celtic fans say, oh, you got to play him more. I just don't know about No, you him. don't. 
No, you don't. I don't know about him. Like, why? Why? Yeah. Why do we keep hearing that? Why do we keep hearing that? Well, because they don't really have anybody else as far as depth goes, and you know he's going to have to play. He's going to have to play out there, you know, and they've got a kind of got a lot of unknown guys that they've signed. Uh, they'll probably you'll see him tonight a little bit, get to look at them and see where they are, you know, because they're going to have to help a little bit because they have those six. And then then, they, you know, they don't have the guard depth. You know, you, I, and I agree with you. Holiday is a better player than Brogdon smart, but those were two. And now now you only have one. So yeah. that's Yeah, that's that's the thing. You know, you had two guards out there with Derek White now you only have one so now they Tatum was going to play a lot of guard there's no doubt about it he's going to bring the ball up he's kind of going to play a point forward position they're going to move him around out there but they've got a lot of versatility they've got a lot of versatility and um, you know Derek White I, I just really like him I just like his mindset the way he does he just he's very businesslike uh, after practice yesterday we were there a good 45 minutes to an hour after practice. And he was still there in the gym knocking down shots. So that's, that's the type of guy you want on your team. And uh, you know, he's been here now. I think he understands his role and I think he'll, he'll feel freer out there playing with a guy like holiday because holiday will be looking for him. I don't think Marcus smart or Brogdon, they were looking for their own shots. So, you know, and, and they're good players. Listen, Brogdon was a six man of the year last year. So you can't dismiss that. You know, and one of the reasons, you know, they lost to Miami is that he was hurt in the playoffs. He was injured. Yep. And no, so, player. yeah, he's a good player. So you can't, you cannot dismiss that about uh, Brock. No, I totally so, don't. But I love the fact that Stevens has the foresight. And, you know, again, I, I love GMs who make trades. That's what I grew up on. That's what, you know, whether it was Lou Gorman with the Celtics or actually the Patriots making moves or the greatest of them all, Red Auerbach. That to me is that's a DNA thing. If they have that in their DNA, go for it. Go make a deal. Go put your go, go put it on the line. Go you know go go make a statement. And that was a statement trade by Brad Stevens. And that was you know what we've heard all you know heard for the last six months or whatever it's been four months. We can't come back with the same group. It's going to be a problem. We have to change this. You know have to have to change it. Something was off against Miami, and it was off. And clearly, this is part a huge part of that. So I also hear like, you know, it's the whole, and you got, we heard it last year, the whole Robert Williams is, is, and yeah, we got caught up in it too. Oh, he's going to be a great defensive player. Oh, he's such a force. Oh, he's something, he's something that other teams don't have. He can actually give you an offense and he can block shots. Can't get on the floor. Cannot get on the floor. It's not going to change Celtic fans. I heard it all week. I heard many calls. Very tough to give up Rob. How do we do it? Why do we do it? You know, this is going to come back to haunt them in the playoffs. He's not durable, period. He's going to get hurt. Yeah, and that's the thing. And at some point, you have to say, uh, we've got to cut bait here with this situation because we've got something, but we really don't have it because it's fool's fool's gold. And it's very frustrating as a coach. Uh, as a GM uh, to go through that because you're trying to plan for the season and uh, this is what you have. And, th- and that's another point that I, I might take away from yesterday uh, watching them practice is planning for the season. Now th- they have a plan now last year, they didn't have a plan uh, because of the fact that Joe Missoula was thrown into the fire uh, three days or two days before the first practice without, uh, without his own coaching staff and without, you know, he was an assistant coach last year. I mean, the guy who's probably going to be sitting behind the bench, and all of a sudden now he's running the show. 
So having said all that, I think you're going to see a huge jump in just preparation, organization. They ran a great practice yesterday. Uh, I like the new assistants a lot. Charles Lee, Sam Casale, very, very good ba basketball coaches. And uh, their voices were heard yesterday out on the floor. And, and Joe runs a very, very good practice. And I will tell you this. The players like Joe, like and respect Joe Missoula. So that's, you know, and now he's been in, they've been in the arena with him now for a year. So they know what to expect. And now I can't even think how much he's going to grow from last year to right now. Well, when you watch practice at, at, uh, in Brighton yesterday, did Jalen Brown turn the ball over? Has his left hand improved? <laughs> well, uh Let's just say there's not a lot of defense. You know, it was more drills yesterday. Uh, I think Jalen Brown's working on his game. He he is he's working on his game. He's a he is a uh, he's improved every year in the league. So he knows it. He knows what he needs, and I'm sure he's he's been working on it. So he looked good yesterday. He looked very good. So you know, he, he's going to be another guy, and he'll be helped out there as well with Drew Holiday. I mean. You can hear it in his voice. I mean, he really likes playing with Drew Holiday. He's already said it. He said he's an assassin. Uh, we, we've got championship pedigree. Uh, we, we're so happy he's here. You know, there's no secret he and Marcus Smart didn't mesh out there in the court. But Drew Holiday and and everyone's going to mesh. I mean, he's a guy that just steps in automatically, and he you know he's got that respect as an all star, as a guy with a championship ring, and also just with a with a mindset that he's not coming in here to be the man. I mean, he was the third guy in Milwaukee behind Middleton and, and Giannis. So he's understands what it takes. And at this point in his career, he just wants to keep winning and wants to c contribute and understands the tradition of the Celtics and where they're at right now. You know, they're on the cusp of doing, you know, go getting going and getting that championship and the window is, it's not that big. I mean, it's, you know, I know Wick Grosbeck said it was six years, but, I don't think it's six years because in six years, those guys, it's going to be a whole different lineup. So uh, it's now, it's now in the next two years, especially with Brown and Tatum and, and what at their age. What, what about this whole defensive buy-in now from Jalen Brown? I think he's an okay defensive player, but he now he's come out and said publicly that I want to be a defensive stalwart. I want to you know help this team. Uh, tighten up on that side of the ball when they, when he was on the when he was not on the floor last year the Celtics were 3.7 points per 100 possessions better than when he was uh, not on the court so they were a better team defensively when he was not on the court what's that what's that crystal ball for Jalen Brown good good I'm glad he's saying that that means that means Joe's telling him this and then I think about Joe Mazzula I think he's pretty blunt about you know what they need to do and he had a whole offseason to build relationships with these guys and you know I was very impressed with him yesterday I, he went and talked to every player individually you know all their top 10 players individually after practice you know and spent five minutes with each of them and so that's you know that he's communicating with them and he tells them what they need to do and they spend a lot of time on defense and he certainly has the tools to play defense and if so if it if it's in his mind that he's got to be a better defender and he's going to go out and do it, he's got to just go out and do it. It's not like, you know, you're telling somebody that can't do it to try to do something they can't do. He can absolutely be a terrific defender. I mean, just look at him. He's the perfect, you know, if you had to draw up a, a player to be a great defensive player, he, he would land on your feet first, land on your lap. <laughs> I mean, he's long, he's athletic, he's strong, he's smart, he's tough. You know, what else do you need? He's got long arms. He can guard guards. He can guard forwards. He can, 
you know, he definitely has to go into paint and defensively and, and, you know, they're going to need guys he and Tatum are going to have to, they're going to have to help out on the rebounding and, and being tough in the middle of the floor because, you know, we do know Marcus smart, you know, he stuck his nose into things. Sometimes it was fake defense, but uh, you know, he did give them a lot of grit out there. So they're going to have to, and everybody knows that, you know, it's all about offense and I'm not big on a rim protector because you know, the game's played out in the perimeter. You know, you don't need, who's going to be the rim protector. I don't know. I mean, Robert Williams helped, but he helped on the perimeter defense. Mostly. I thought he helped on the yeah. pick and roll and being long out the, on the perimeter. So, uh, you know, I think Brown's got to step up. He has to, that's, that's an imperative, especially with losing smart. Is there one guy yesterday that said, Hey, you know what, boy, that's someone I didn't expect to see play as, as well this year. Is that hard to tell or, yeah, it's hard to tell. I mean, it's the day before a game. You know, they were going through. They're just still putting things in. Uh, to me, it's Derek White. I think Derek White. And, and Porzingis looks good, too. And I did talk to Brad a little bit about that. And he said he's good to go. He is good to go. Uh, no issue with the plantar Great. fasciitis. Uh, and he, he was out there early, working out before practice, stayed after. Uh, he moved great out there on the floor. And He's got a nice, I like his game a lot because of the fact that he's not just a three-point shooter. He they put him in a pick and roll situation in the middle of the floor, and they and they do that short roll to the basket, that short roll where you roll right to the foul line or right to the middle of the lane. And he's got that nice jump hook in there, steps out on the pick and pop, can make threes, can guard multiple positions as well. So I would say yesterday from my takeaway would be Porzingis and Derek White really impressed me of two guys that are going to be big time players this year. Oh, that's, that's, that's promising. Cause I think every coach that's ever coached Porzingis, it's always been the, yeah, but, and that's the Robert Williams thing. Yeah. But can he stay healthy? And I know Porzingis is kind of maybe a bad tag because he's been more, he's been more durable than Robert Williams has in his short career. But I, the, to me, the, it comes down to this, and I know you're a fan, and I know you like the guy, but I think it's again, guys like me overrate this. I know, I get it, but I still think there's something to this. Joe Missoula, what Joe Missoula can do, I don't care about the regular season. They're gonna be, they're gonna win their 50 plus games. They'll be, a, they'll be a top five team in the NBA. What are you doing in the playoffs? That's where you're rising as a coach. That's where a coach can maybe win you a game or lose you a game. What are you doing? Are you, are you, are you? Are you more confident? Yes, I know he is. But what are you doing schematically to make sure your team is on the right page? You feel like he's headed in that direction. Absolutely. First of all, he's smart. Second of all, he's a hard, hard worker. You know, first in the office every day, that type of thing. Uh, and there's no doubt in my mind, a couple of things. Number one, he's got his own guys with him, uh, his own assistants with him. And since day one, since last season ended, they've been here just to talk basketball, understand. I mean, it's not just Sam Cassell and Charles Lee. He's got a group of guys that are very, very good coaches. I mean, they, they ran a terrific practice yesterday, and uh, everybody was involved. And uh, they all, also, he's got Brad Stevens. And there's no doubt in my mind that they broke down every possession of every playoff game uh, in the offseason and talked about it. And if you got have a resource like that, you know, you know, if you're in Philadelphia, you've got Daryl Morey as your general manager. He's not helping you coach. He's not helping <laughs> you prepare. You know, he's he's in the front office. But Brad Stevens wears a couple hats. You know, he's still a coach. He's still involved. He was there watching practice like a hawk yesterday. 
And uh, so that part, I think, is a huge, huge positive. And Joe's a confident guy. And listen, when you're smart, you're confident, you work hard, and you've got support around you and good players, you're going to get be successful. And I think I've told you this. I mean, I can't even tell you when I first got became a head coach how much I learned after one year. I used to, I said, I made a million mistakes, you know, and you learn from those yep. mistakes and you admit them in, in-house with your players, your coach, I mean, with your coaching staff. And you say, hey, we have to make improvements. And then you you make improvements and you grow. And I think – Absolutely, Joe will do that, and I think he's already done it. I think he's gonna. He feels comfortable in the shoes now. He knows he's he's the coach. He's not the interim. He's not on a short leash. You know, he's got a three or four year contract, whatever it is, and uh, he's just got to coach the team and the players are supporting him as well. Good, good. Yeah, and I think you know a lot's been said this week. Oh, he sounds more confident. Oh, he sounds you know he sounds like he's more secure, and he should be. He should be, and yeah, we were hard on him at times last year. We say in the collective media, uh, because you know, first of all, media can be jerks anyway. But second of all, it's a hard thing to get thrown into. You, when you think about it, what he was thrown into and the, and the immediacy of it, and putting this team together on the fly, that's not easy for anybody. I don't care if you're Pat Riley or Mike Shashevsky, that, that's a problem. So. He did a really good job for the most part last year. And I think he will, you know, from a media standpoint, I think he's probably got some training there too, how to deal with the media better. I'm sure they probably sat down and talked to him about that because that was embarrassing at times for him last for him last year. But that's the least part of his job. Uh, but overall, if it's the whole package and it's better, that's great. Great for all concerned. We're going to take a timeout. This is Meter and the Coach coming up at 8.05. We'll be joined by... My BC broadcast partner, Pete Cronin, as we dry out from a dramatic win at Army. We'll talk to Pete about uh, college football in general as well. Tim is all in on CFB. What a game between Arizona and USC. Why you were sleeping. Miami goes down to Georgia Tech. Why you were sleeping. Unbelievable game there. So there's a lot going on uh, in our world. 401-777-1037. Devo is up next, filling in for Joe Passarelli with an update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 